This is Nerd in Summer of the Nerd. Basically, we are back, and it feels good. We have been gone, uh, I think, like late April is yeah, when our two months. Yeah. So I'm Court. This is John. Johnny. If yeah. you guys have forgotten, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, our other two cohorts can't be with us. Connor and Corey. Um, they are. I assure you, they're still on the earth. They're still alive. <laughs> They just aren't going to be joining us for a while until we get back into the regular swing it won't be of things. the same without them. Yes. No. <laughs> it's a bit half of Nermageddon is here. So. <laughs> I can't fill in the shoes. I can't fill in the puns. <laughs> no, that's basically. For sure. And all the faces that Connor makes when Corey makes those puns. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah, a lot has happened um, since we last uh, really were on air. Um, so basically, I think we. Um, didn't even get to Avengers Affinity War while we were on air. And uh, just there's been Solo, so now we know how that went. We were very nervous about that. Uh, Credibles dropped, and we'll get, we'll get all into that uh, in a little bit. But first, got to catch up for what we were doing this summer. And um, so I'll let you go first. I know you had a little bit of a vacation right off the bat. I did. Um, so are you wanting like just uh – Nerd related or like just general? Um, just general, and then going into uh, what what you're watching, listening to, reading. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> um, I well, I um, I spent uh, about a month in Europe um, uh, from mid May to mid June, um, and uh, that was that was a good time. I went to Ireland, Iceland, and Scotland, and walked all around. Saw a lot of. We climbed uh, volcanoes. Um, and went into underground tunnels, and we did a lot of, like, adventurous kind of things while we were there. Got to see a lot. Of, it's a beautiful place, um, all, all of those uh, those three countries. Um, as far as uh, nerd-related And it, stuff, it was still nerd-tinged because you, you got to see, like, the Game of Thrones yes, locations. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I almost yeah. went over that. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I got to go on a tour. It was a Game of Thrones tour, and I got to um, see... Uh, the 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 filming locations for uh, particular scenes in the Game of Thrones series, like um, a lot of the stuff we saw involved uh, Jaime Lannister or Arya Stark and um, uh, uh, Brienne, Brienne of Tarth. Um, uh, there was a lot of scenes that they were filming in that we got to walk right under, like like in the same like path that they were walking on, and it was cool because we got to see the scenery, and then they held a picture of um of the actual scene in the show and then you know you got to take a picture with the photo standing in the same location and so it's like I'm where they were and it was really it was a really cool thing not only that but I also got to meet um a double for um Grey Worm on Game of Thrones and I got to interview him and that was so cool um that was uh so cool getting to know somebody that's worked on on the set for four three or four years now um, three or four seasons, and um, and uh, just getting to know what it's like to meet all of these big names and 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 uh, run into somebody that's you know gotten to uh, be on one of the biggest shows of a television series of all time, um, and just it, it seems so it seems so cool just to get to just get get to know somebody like that. Absolutely, and you never uh, stray too far. Away from Nintendo Love, you definitely played some Rabbids, and I, I got to play it uh, 
with you and so like you kept on your game with that because that can be i've played it excellent game but very very challenging yeah it's so um a new uh the, well, the game isn't new. The game came out last yeah. August, about a year ago, um, and it's Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And, it, and it recently, about a week ago, they released DLC for it um, involving Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong, as you know, Court, and uh, anybody who's listened to our show before knows that I am a huge Nintendo fan, and specifically Donkey Kong. I love uh, DK Country, and um, it was it was this game was themed after the Donkey Kong Country series and so the the scenery the the bad guys the um the uh even the items you collected were switched over from Mario uh coins to DK's bananas and it was really cool that like they changed everything for the game the gameplay was still the same but they added new elements in terms of um how uh what what strategies you're going to need for certain missions and that kind of thing and it was really inter- interesting to see exactly how well the rabbits fit in with the Donkey Kong universe. In fact, I believe that I'd never, well, before buying this game a year ago, I'd never played a rabbits game in my life. I didn't know who they were, but I just knew that anything with a, a, a coat of Mario paint over it yes. would be something that I'd be more than happy to buy. So when I saw that there was a DK DLC, of course I had to get that as well. And after playing through the entire Mario game and the DK DLC, I've realized that the Rabbids fit in better with DK than I think they do with Mario. And some like there was a lot of times when um, I would play the Mario game and or the Mario part of the game, and I would realize that like oh this is this is a lot weirder than like a normal Mario game is. But then when it was DK's turn and it was him and the rabbits, I it made a lot more sense. I don't know if it's because DK is an animal and he like you know and so are the rabbits and Mario and Peach and Luigi. They're all humans, but um but there was something about it that just made the rabbits fit in perfectly with DK. The uh, when I just because I haven't got to play it, but just seeing the aesthetic of how the rabbit looked in the donkey kong form it looked natural it looked really cool like it was a gray ape looking thing and i think they had cranky kong yeah yeah that was really funny is that they had um uh uh, i i won't get into too many details just because it's you know um i can make a short story long but um but basically they they turned all the characters in any world that they were in and they made a rabid version of them through some machine or something like that it was an accident and a rabid cranky appeared too and so seeing him alongside rabid peach um the two of them together in the dlc it's regular dk rabid cranky and rabid peach are the three characters and seeing the the, the two rabid characters interact with each other is so funny because rabid peach is always on her phone she's taking selfies she's like very vain and then rabid cranky is just your typical old man he's just like cranky except he um well i guess cranky never really talks he also makes noises so he's in every way except for the way he looks he's cranky through and through Definitely. and it's so funny um, to see him and rabid peach interact with each other because uh they're just she's like you know she looks very high maintenance she's she is she's very very funny and i thought when i saw the commercials for a year ago i thought that she would be kind of annoying but after seeing her like in the in the cut scenes between missions and things she's so funny to watch just some of the things that she does and um you know she the, the rabbits in general are very much like the minions from I, Despicable Man, Me. I think we're on like the same wavelength because I was absolutely going to say like maybe uh, Lumination needs to be uh, uh, like maybe they need to be sued but, uh, you, because it feels because I know Rayman where they come from the world they come from predates 
uh, oh, yeah. I think it goes back to Super Nintendo times. Oh, it's very, yeah, it's very old. So and, they yeah, feel very Minion-like. Yeah, they do. And, like and I love the Minions, but yeah. I also love um, the Rabbids now. Um, and I won't be buying any Rabbids games. But, um, but if they do another crossover like they did... I'll be the first in line to buy it. If they ever do a um, Rabbids crossover with Legend of Zelda oh, or, or Metroid or, you know, Kirby, that would be so funny. Um, I, would, I would be all over that. I think the Kirby thing could definitely... Kirby could work very well. I think that, you know, yeah. it just it's, it's very... And what, you know, one thing that I also thought was really interesting about this game in particular, it's weird reviewing a game that came out a year ago, but um, is that... I've never played a Rabbids game, but from what I've seen, it's nothing like this crossover game. And Mario's never had, uh, aside from a few um, uh, RPGs, there's never been a game exactly like this one that's uh, this kind, this style of turn-based. And so it was really interesting to see two uh, two franchises cross over into a brand new um, uh, like genre of video game that has that neither one has ever touched before. So it's kind of like they're creating their brand new franchise even within itself. And the fact that th- this game sold so well, surprisingly well, and the DLC also it has a lot a lot of downloads uh, makes me think that we are not going to see we've not seen the last of the Rabbit's crossovers. And I really hope that's the case because um uh because it, it, I'm I I am happy with what they did. So. Yeah, I'm I could see like a Rabbit's in Nintendo Land and then like it just all-encompassing of, like, the Mushroom Kingdom, Zelda, like we've been talking about, or Kirby, or they could go uh, uh, tons of different directions if they had some kind of Nintendo world that they get immersed in. Or Pokemon? Or Pokemon. That would be Pokemon would be, you're getting two, like, two fan bases that are crazy, (laughs) that are wanting uh, original content. Yeah, that would uh, I I could see that as well. I think Kirby and Pokemon would be two really good ones um, to cross over with. Absolutely. Uh, as far as me, like just the uh, the the normal stuff mixed with the geeky stuff. I've been up to just like taking a, a class on paranormal journalism, which was <laughs> fun. Bigfoot, ghosts, and uh, Slender Man, and all that creepy stuff with uh, Offit that we natu- that we. Uh, tried to put on the show as much as we can because he is very cranky and we like his attitude. <laughs> He's our cranky con. He is our cranky con. <laughs> uh, so we like his rants and just his viewpoints on uh, pop culture in general. So it was great having that class. And then just um, immersing myself fully into Nintendo. Got both of like the NES Mini recently, as in like yesterday, and then the SNES Mini, and then I'm a proud owner of Switch now. <laughs> I, I have to think that that's some some inspiration due to you, sir. So <laughs> thank you for that. You, I'm we, always always happy to yeah. influence other people in making. Uh, I well, I want to joke and say poor money decisions, <laughs> but it's I mean it's, it's so worth it. So yeah, that and. That and E3's little presentation sold me. We'll get into that a little bit uh, later on in the show. And then furthermore, probably in the future, we have maybe a, a Nintendo-esque full show coming up. We'll just hint at that. Uh, other than that, i just been yeah reliving my childhood by uh, basically modding my, uh, my Nintendo minis and just... Uh, Going from like whatever thirty games to more into the nineties or hundred <laughs> range. 
like I'll probably never play any of those games, but I'm really actually getting into Japanese games that I've never heard of platformers that hmm. I had no idea existed. Some weird stuff, but very fun. Um, and then recently there's like, this is a game called Little Samson on Nintendo that's very rare. Actually, it's going to cost you quite a bit uh, to buy that, to find that cartridge. It's, I forget exactly how much it is, but it's one of the more rare ones that uh, will cost you big bucks. So as far as like binging, watching, playing, listening, and we joke about reading, but it really is no joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, we read news. We keep up on that stuff. We read headlines and then yeah. we know what to look further into. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh I think it was last month or maybe the month before that we got grace with one of my shows that I kind of rave about is like the toys that made us. Mm. We got the season two with like Transformers, Hello Kitty, Star Trek. I didn't know what to think of those ones and even Lego. I like Lego, but I wasn't sure if like that would be interesting. And the Hello Kitty turned out to be really uh, interesting. All of them turned out to be – I mean I knew Transformers was like a slam dunk because I'm already a fan. <laughs> Um, what else have I been, uh, I think I've just been immersing myself in Nintendo culture, like and uh, SNES stuff just to find out rare games and just to get in, impressions of what, uh, some of these fans or what games I should uh, add to these systems. Basically, I've been watching a lot of that. Um, I watched Glow. I watch a lot of that. How, uh, how is that? I think it's pretty it's it's pretty entertaining. I've never it's by the same people who did um, uh, Orange Is the New Black, which I didn't get into that whole bunch, but I think it's it's a cool concept. I like Mark Maron; his character is a drunk. I and, saw season two just came out. Yeah, so I, I get into that a lot. A uh, little bit of Luke Cage. Um, what else I've, have I? I've watched yeah. all of Luke Cage now. Okay, um, that yeah. was really good. Cloak um, and Dagger. I'm into. How was yeah. that show? I, I've only I, seen the first episode of that one. Yeah. I really like it. I was very surprised. I was very uh, – it's kind of edgy for uh, Freeform that used to be ABC Family. Okay. But uh, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, it divulges from the characters like core things. But it kind of has to because if you look back at the 70s costume for Dagger, it's very risque. She's not – wearing too much so i don't think she could walk i I even think in back in those days characters commented on what she was wearing really (laughs) so it's it it doesn't leave too much to the imagination so i'm glad they changed that but yeah um those are i'm not actually i'm not reading much comic stuff Uh, maybe maybe i'm saving that for like later in this semester when we start up with uh connor and Corey and the show as a whole um unfortunately we kind of like if you tuned in towards the end of our run last semester you heard that we kind of challenged each other to do some kind of like each of us had our niche of things and so far that hasn't gotten very good i know we have a little bit more summer to get to i haven't really divulged the your your like nerd homework yeah yeah i haven't started mine either so. i haven't really <laughs> done mine. I, it wasn't until you started talking about that yeah. that i was like oh no we have to we have stuff that we have to do we have to yeah. watch and read and and yeah I, i'm looking forward to it though because it's you what was yours again 
Uh, mine was just like a series of films, like oh, categories right. you could choose from. Okay. Yeah. Well, so those of you guys who don't know, um, every week when we're on the show, we have a uh, a mini. Uh, we call it um, uh, Geek Emendations. Yeah. And. Um, and uh, basically, each of the four of us has our own like niche, like Corey sa- or Court said, and um, and uh, we watch it and then review it the following week. Well, this time, since um, only Court and I are going to be here, and Corey and Connor are gone, then we have a a big each of the four of us assigned um, our own. Uh, our own big assignment to the other three to read or watch or listen to or whatever. And so, um, court and I have not yet started (laughs) ours, but, um, we each have to, uh, you know, mine was a season of legend of tomorrow. Um, courts was a series of movies. Connor's was a few comic books and Corey's was, I think it was musicals. Yeah. I think it was a few musical, uh, soundtracks. Um, but uh, I'm going to need to get on that because yeah. <laughs> summer is already halfway over. Yeah. by uh, Can you believe that? Kind of by default, I've already listened to a little bit of Corey's stuff because my friend MJ, she always plays the Wicked soundtrack oh, okay. in her car. So, like, that's already always on. <laughs> so, by default, a happy accident, I kind of got that check marked. I know there was another one, maybe Hamilton or something that, uh, yeah. that we got to do in the – the 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 whole comic stuff seems a little intimidating, but I'll, yeah. I'll try to. There were quite a few issues. Yeah, and then you got side issues that we have to divulge into. But yeah, that's uh, let's see. I'm playing now. I'm playing the Switch, so like I'm dipping back into like the launch titles, uh, Odyssey and Donkey Kong. Um, how, Tropical tell me, Freak. How are you liking that stuff? That's cool. Yeah, it's all, tell it's me about all, tell me about Odyssey. Odyssey is really interesting. I I like the uh, it just it feels like it picked up from sixty four Mario sixty four in a very natural way. It's yeah. it's challenging in sp- in spots for me, but I mean it's it's I thought it was really imaginative. So, um, and I but I'm more like kind of uh, I'm more of the two D or yeah the side scrolling kind of Mario fan. Yeah. So I, I prefer I think I love uh 3D games but I think when it comes to multiplayer side scrollers that's where um that's where I think side scrollers uh are at its best mm-hmm. is when it, there's more pe- more people to play with you. I think when you're on an adventure and it's 3D that's uh, it's hard to do two players correctly that way and so I think one player is the best for that. But when it comes to side scrollers if you're playing that alone it, I I just feel like it's not as fun. I mean that being said yeah. Donkey Kong side scrollers are my favorites of all time but um i love that there's a co-op in that there's co-op in mario games you know if you're playing with friends it makes it a lot more fun because you're reaching a goal but you're also playing with friends and it's a good not a party game but it's a you know multiplayer game and i just i'm a big fan of things you can do with other people so definitely yeah and i with the, the with the nes mini and the uh nintendo entertainment system mini i can't really (laughs) i could go on and on about the games i'm playing there or at least trying um but some of my favorites are like earthworm gems uh the battle toads are very challenging they're relentless i like all the turtles games so i've been playing a lot of that stuff and like i said i've been trying some of these japanese ports and actually i downloaded didn't look like it was Sonic 1. It might have been from, like, a Game Gear. It was weird. But it, it looked like a Nintendo cartridge. So it was, hmm. like, it looked like it was, it, it shouldn't be played on a Nintendo, but it's a Sonic game. So 
it's kind of interesting but it didn't I didn't recognize it to be the Sega Genesis Master System Sonic, so I don't know where they took it from, but I'm playing it on a, on a Nintendo, which is always fun. Um, so what, I lent you Odyssey, Donkey Kong, and what was the other one? I think ARMS. ARMS. How have you played ARMS? I haven't got there yet. Okay. But that's, that's another one. Me and Connor have logged in... Too many hours that I too many hours I'd be willing I'd be too afraid to uh, openly admit, um, but uh, it's it's one of it's my favorite fighting game I think I've ever played before. Um, uh, I I love Smash Brothers, but individually I think that like that's Arms is a game I can play by myself and have more fun than I can playing Smash by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's it's I don't know I just love the, I love the concept of it and it's it's just. I really need there to be a uh, there's smash tournaments. I need there to be an arms tournament because I, I would sign up and I would I would kick butt. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so what are you watching, playing, maybe uh, even listening? Oh, well, and I'm you know still I'm always watching something. Yeah, I'm still listening to <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, are you? After all these months? Oh my gosh! I'm wow. still listening. Yeah, to I still play a few of the songs on yeah. there because it's so good. Yeah. Um, right now, I just finished. Uh, I got caught up in the newest season of The Magicians. Okay. Um, that's Did I have you guys watch that? I don't believe so, but my friend Jesse raves about it. It's I so good. Watch. And um, I there's a character, Margot, on, on that show that's just so sassy. And she's, she's not – well, I wouldn't even say she's sassy. She's just um, – uh, she just has uh, – if I met her in person, I would be terrified of her. Nice. Um, she's just got this presence that um, she's uh, she doesn't. I feel like there's no way without me um, using. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, she's she's a strong she's a strong character. She's a fun character, and she's king of this un, of this uh, world now, this realm. And so it's really interesting to see what she's going to do with that following the new season, um, season four that comes out sometime in the fall, I think. And um, and uh, so, but uh, other characters, it's really it's really interesting to see. Just like there's seven or eight core characters, and they all interact with each other in different ways. They cross through different realms, and it's I call it uh, I call the show Harry Potter for college students. Nice, um, because it's very much uh, if if you saw Harry and Ron and Hermione move on to university and just uh, use be capable of magic while you get into college like antics, so. Sweet. I'll yeah. definitely have to check that out. Yeah, because I've been hearing multiple people tell me to check that out. I don't know. Yeah. They, they're what on what season do you think? They just finished season okay. three. All right. So there's time. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else am I watching? Um, I Well, I, like I said, I just finished Luke Cage season two. That was really good. Um, I really like Shades. He's he's my favorite character, I think. Um and uh, I I don't know if there's going to be season three, but I can't of Luke Cage, but I can't imagine there wouldn't be just without the success of of all of those Marvel shows. Um, it just seems like they're going to keep making them forever. Um, um, I'm also watching. Uh, well, I haven't started it yet, but I've I've my friend uh, has convinced me to get into um, uh, Peaky Blinders. And okay. so I've heard that that's really good, and so I'm thinking about um, maybe starting that either tonight or tomorrow. Um, so, because uh, I mean, you know me, I'm if I'm if I'm if I've got nothing to do, you can assume I'm watching Netflix. Um, 
and uh, I do I do that while I do other things. So while I play video games, I'm watching Netflix, or while I'm doing chores, I'm watching Netflix. And if I'm not asleep or working, I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always, you know, always on it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. I've actually seen you in action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Multitasking, playing <laughs> video games, watching um netflix or whatever it was and yeah it was impressive yeah yep that's my life <laughs> i mean i i like to consider it a hobby so you know <laughs> at this point with 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 having to have coming up with material to talk about for an hour or two hours every single week you know you have to watch a lot of shows so you know that's my excuse at least uh, <laughs> you guys don't watch as much as I do, and you still do just fine on here. So my excuse is just that. Oh, it's for it's for radio. I have to I have to watch I have to watch twenty hours of the show for radio. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Any seasons or shows you're looking forward that maybe you haven't got into, or maybe they're forthcoming. Um, uh, well, um, Orange is the New Black season okay. uh, six or seven, something like that. It's coming. Excuse me. It's coming up soon. Maybe it's season five. I can't remember. It's been a long time. But I'm all caught up on that show. And so I think either late – I think late this month it's coming out, the new season is. So I'm ready for that. Um, uh, I like the summer because aside from Netflix shows, nothing has started yet. Yeah. And you know me with catching up on my weekly shows. Oh, um, it's it, – you know, I'm so behind all the time <laughs> with so many – so many different shows that um, it's nice that I can watch uh, older shows like um, or, or shows that I haven't started yet that are still on the air for a dozen seasons like Grey's Anatomy or Supernatural. Um, those are two that I, I plan to eventually get to, but uh, I haven't started either of them yet just because it's so like massive. There's so many episodes. Um, but as far as shows that I'm interested in watching soon um, – I don't know. There's just there's too many. I've always got a lot on my list, so it's difficult to say. Um, I am excited for whatever comes next. I think Iron Fist season two is going to be the next um, uh, uh, Marvel Netflix series, okay. and so that's going to be a good one. Um, I'm also uh, going to watch soon. Um, it's called Rain. Um, okay, yeah, I kind of remember what that was. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that show. Um, so, yeah, there's – I mean, I'm always watching something, and there's always something um, that I'm in the middle of. So, Have you seen anything about this Jim Carrey series called Kidding? No. Kind of like he's a Mr. Rogers-esque uh, kind of child – talk show host i would give it a chance like it hasn't came out yet but i just saw a trailer for it and looks very very uh interesting and that's a tv series yeah it's gonna be on showtime so i don't know okay but uh it looked very interesting i hope it's a i hope it's kind of a it turns around jim carrey's luck because he used to be the single biggest thing ever now he's kind of just so so but i guess he is uh there had been breaking news recently that he's Dr. Robotnik in the Sonic. <laughs> yes. So, oh, my gosh. That's that's awesome. I, I, I think that he's going to do a good job with that. I mean, I, I feel like anybody that's going to cast Jim Carrey knows that he's good for it. And so, as you know, I, I think I would have preferred a no-name. But the yeah. fact that it's somebody that's this big, I kind of I'm, – I'm okay with it. You know, Jim Carrey is, is hilarious. And I, I really hope that they go – um, they try to do it, you know, a good job and make it authentic 
with just how how he walks and how he moves around and how he like his mannerisms that kind of thing i see a little bit of the grinch with 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 it um uh like like how you know similar movements and how he like would stand up stu- uh, stand yes. up tall and like you know bend down to talk to people like that kind of thing with 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 playing eggman um cuz that was jim carrey too right the grinch yeah. yeah 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 i was like wait a second i'm right okay yeah yeah i was like i was i thought that i was thinking of somebody else for a second um but yeah no i think i think that he can he can take a little bit of like the grinch from yeah he's got the grinch and then i think maybe a pinch of like he was lemony yes he was he was uh count olaf count olaf yeah yeah so that'll that that too um playing you know taking a little bit of he's good at being the bad guy i i yeah. think that's you know um and he's not even a he does. He's good at being the bad guy in a really comedic way, and I, I think that's why that's a good reason. I'm sure why they picked him is because um, they probably saw a lot of that. Uh, I really am excited to see for a first trailer to drop. I probably won't happen anytime soon, but whenever it does, I'm excited to see exactly what he looks like as Eggman because it just it. It's not a combination I ever thought I would hear. Jim <laughs> no, Carrey it came as Doctor Eggman. Yeah, it came out of left field. It did. It definitely did. Um, but I'm I'm excited for it. Did they say who's playing Sonic? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I don't know. Like, is it going to be like an unknown? I, I have no idea. I yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, and I don't even know if 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 Jim Carrey is. It's live action, right? I thought it, it I, was because I, I thought it, yeah I thought it was so I, I assume then like it's going to be I don't know how weird it's going to be to be partially <laughs> live action yeah. partially CGI with Sonic. So I I don't know how they're going to do that and make it look okay. I really hope it doesn't go into Smurfs or Alvin and, Alvin and Chipmunk oh, yeah. type uh, You're right. route. I hope it get, doesn't go that way, but I don't know. Well, I think one thing that they had easy with that, uh, they had an easier time, I'm sure, is that the characters were so small yeah. that they only had to, like, lift up their hand and talk to their hand or, or like, bend over and, like, get really close and talk True. to them that way. But with Sonic, Sonic, I, I think, is, you know, the F at – you know, fully grown. I think he's like the size of a child. So I would assume that like, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to, to like make him blend in with the rest of the world in a way that doesn't look so fake. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know how they're going to do it. And, yeah. and I don't know what Robotnik Eggman or if they're going mocap or if they're going like total CGI for him. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really... interesting. It's interesting to, to, you know, predict what exactly, you know, what percentage of it is going to be like, maybe they will be in like a real, a real city. Maybe they will be in New York or maybe they will be in a realistic city. Like just that's named something different, or maybe it'll be all CGI in a, you know, it'll be cartoon or maybe yeah. who knows? I don't know, but it's, you know, it's, I, I hope it, I hope with I, I I hope that they have a lot of uh, enough of a budget to make it look decent because and a Mario movie is coming out um, in a few years as well and there's been no information about that but um, other than like is that Illumination right. animation is putting that out yeah and and I I don't know anything about that and I'm kind of nervous because yeah. I mean it's been 20 plus years since the last Mario movie we had and I don't want it to be another 20 years if uh, if this Mario movie <laughs> does just as poorly so <laughs> you know I love I'm excited about Mario Miyam- Miyamoto signed off on it so hopefully it's he, gotta he be believes good, in it he's, yeah. he's seen conceptional drawings and pitches and 
uh, he, I mean, he's so protect. He has to be protective of the rights. So I, I'm sure they had to sell it hardcore to him. What you know? Ev- one thing that I've heard a few people online want, and something I certainly want, is uh, a sort of Nintendo universe, like how Mario is created, and have. Um, a, uh, all these different Kirby, Pokemon, Legend of Zelda, Donkey Kong, Yoshi, all these different movies involved, and then end it with an Avengers-style Smash Brothers movie. Um, that would be epic. That would be so epic. And um, there's a there's a guy out there that's actually writing what is currently the the longest and um, longest story ever written about a uh, about Smash Brothers. Hmm. Um, and uh, obviously he can't you know publish it because that he doesn't have the rights to it. But um, it's uh, it's fan. I don't know if you'd consider that fan fiction, but because um, usually there's a negative. Uh, negative like, yeah. sense to that word but um but i guess it, for lack of a better term it is fan fiction and it's it's the lo- the longest story the longest novel ever uh written and that hasn't even been completed yet wow um because he's just doing so many introductions with so many different worlds that are involved and and uh i haven't read it i've only read mm. a, like a few pages of it and it seems like he knows what he's doing so um yeah, it's if you ever if you ever want to decide to finally start reading. There we go. I, I that's I some not, reading material for you. <laughs> I haven't heard about that. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm sure if you just Google it, you'll be able to find. Um, I don't know if he's released all of the stuff that he's worked on so far, but uh, he's definitely released some of it. So, yeah, someday when I maybe decide to start reading, I might might pick it up. <laughs> I'm gonna look into that yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up that little what you would do in type nerd binge that we got going on and so we're gonna roll into our like uh oh we'll call it the first half of the summer report card so uh before we even uh i guess we could we didn't have any like really i think we were shy of like two or three weeks when we stopped originally for the semester short of seeing uh avengers affinity war so like we only had our uh, suspicions. Actually, no, because oh. I remember Connor okay. and I went to go see it the night, oh, the okay. last night that we recorded. I think it was the last, the final night okay. that we did. I don't know why I thought it was. No, that. no, you, but maybe because you didn't. But yeah. like me and Connor had seen it that night. But it was the last. We hadn't seen it the last time we recorded. I'm okay. pretty sure. Pretty sure. Um, but Connor and I were like pretty braggy about that. At the oh, time. I do remember that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, we were happy. We were excited. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's, so what do you, what did you think? What were your impressions? It was, it was really great there. It's kept the, it's kept the internet buzzing yeah. with speculations. Uh, probably didn't make some people happy with like the dust. We can definitely say, I'm, I've, I mean, it's way past spoilers. It is way past spoilers. So yeah, given a few months, you're good. <laughs> a lot of people got dusted and, uh, naturally it's only, I mean, we know that, these core characters are going to come back. The they save the they save basically the OG characters. They kept them alive. Uh, kind of maybe turned expectations on its head. We some of the people, myself, I thought maybe somebody was going to actually die. Maybe Tony Stark. Maybe Captain America. But that's still not like out of the question for Avengers Four. But yeah, they totally got dusted. But we've already heard this summer so far we've already i think we're getting a title for 
Spider-Man, unless this is some kind of misleading thing, I think it's called Far From Home, which they're keeping with the home theme. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that a few yeah. days after it came out, and I, I liked that. First one was Homecoming, second yeah. one's Far From Home. So you know, I'm that, cool with it. If it's a misdirection, it's a misdirection, but I don't know if it is because they, they've reported that the movie is going to be in a kind of like a Europe field trip. And then they also uh, rumors are Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio, which could be cool because hmm. we never seen that villain uh, realized on screen. He is an absurd looking villain. He has a fishbowl for his head and he, <laughs> his powers are illusions. Hmm. So I don't know how they're going to make that work. We also know Michael Keaton's still going to be it in some capacity. He's in jail right now, but that's Spider-Man. So that's neither here nor there. Um, oh, the character is. Yeah. Oh, we, I thought you said Michael Keaton. Oh, was, no, no. I was like, like wait, his character. On, sorry. Sorry, the vulture. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's – yeah, it was it – was, uh, it tugged on the hard string when he said he didn't uh, – you know, Mr. Stark, I don't feel well. and then, I don't want to go. Yeah, I don't want to go. And he turned to dust and all these other people turned to dust. We got that awesome little stinger at the end that uh, we knew like – we knew Captain Marvel was coming, so like, uh, uh, I don't know if it was like a pager from the '90s, and it, it had her logo appear, and it was, uh, it was Nick Fury's logo, or like his pager from the '90s. So I know that he's going to be uh, in that prequel kind of movie. Uh, just Thanos was a great villain. I think they, I don't know if they'll fully break their curse in the future, but they broke their villain's curse at least in this movie. And I, I think I think I knew that they would. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Like, there must have they 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 knew with how big this movie was going to be that giving Thanos a good backstory and giving him good character development, um, aside from the fact that he had all the power in his hands and he could have stopped anything he didn't want to happen instead of killing people. Um, <laughs> aside from that major character flaw, um, I you know. I loved it. I loved the character, and I loved the movie. And I think that a lot of people thought that Spider-Man's death um, uh, was the saddest one. Mm-hmm. But I thought Gamora's death was way sadder. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I might have told you this, but I thought I, I thought it was – it hit me personally in kind of a comedic way because my favorite part of Gamora – I saw a lot of myself in her in the sense that she – uh, okay, so you you know like my personality, and I'm a little bit uh, you know I can sometimes when when I, I sometimes I, I poke fun a lot, and I have I have a, a I can have a bit of a mouth on me, and I remember that Gomorrah, as right be- moments before her death, she was she knew that um, Thanos had to give up something he loved to get this uh, soul stone. He had to kill something he loved, and she started like laughing, like not not full laugh, but she just started like thinking, you know. There's no way you you've lost. You don't love anything, and just seeing like you know her her kind of like having a fun moment out of it, and then uh, Thanos turning around and her just face going from like uh, like laughing to you lost. There's nothing you can do about it. From that to oh no, <laughs> you love me. You can kill me and get what you want. That whole thing, that whole uh, that whole moment where you know she thinks she has the upper hand and she laughs about it and she's all in her face, going from that to being murdered, I was like, "That's how I'm gonna die." <laughs> it's like that's how I'm going. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. In, I'm gonna be thinking. Oh nope, nothing you can do about it. You've lost. And then 
I died. <laughs> I just I thought that was really um, in in a funny way. I thought that was really interesting, but in, in in a serious in a serious dramatic sense, I thought it was such good writing. And um, you know, just the feeling trying to imagine what that's got to be like to go from thinking, "Wow, maybe we do have a chance of stopping you," because there, you do you don't love anything, and her genuinely thinking that. To being killed off is is just in, in, in so insane, and I loved Gamora. I like I thought her character was, um, in my opinion, hers is the most developed of all of the of all of the Guardians. Um, and so to see her die, and she might come back. Oh yeah, but- there there's always a chance. I don't know what way. They might even say that she's her soul is inside of. Yeah, I've heard that, and yeah. so I, I I mean I. With, I, I feel like she has to come back because she, her story hasn't been completed with Star-Lords, which is a bummer because I really liked that it was her like her death that made the Soul Stone come about anyway. And as much as I love the character, I really want her death to mean something. And I'm afraid that all of these characters that have died, including Visions, all of these characters that have died, they, they, their deaths mean nothing. And uh, that's the like, I think the only flaw I have with this movie is that while we haven't seen part two yet, so I can't say for sure, if we see part two and all of these characters come back, we know some of them have to. Yeah. But if all of them come back and uh, Gamora and Vision are still alive and Loki too. It's a very wasted. It's, yeah, it's, you it's kind wa- of. You it, waste all your emotional. It, yes, uh, exactly. Residence on like all this. Yeah, I think. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I could. I, I could be wrong, but I think. Pre-snap, they're they're gone forever. They should be. Yeah. Post-snap, they're. I mean, they have franchises. They have to carry on. Exactly. And you know, a lot of uh, writers and directors say, you know, it's not so much about what happens in the future. It's about it's about you know the the emotion in the moment. And and I can agree with that to an extent. I think when you're watching it for the first time, all you're thinking is. Holy crap! Loki died. Holy crap! Gamora, Vision, Spider Man, everyone died. But ten years down the line, if you're a big Marvel fan, you're going to go back and watch these movies. Um, I, you know, if, if that were me, I would want to watch Infinity War Part One and and feel the emotion of all these characters dying. But if they come back in the next movie, I'm not going to feel that at all. You know, I go back and I rewatch some Walking Dead episodes, and there are some episodes that really, really tug at my heartstrings. And um, there's just, you know, they don't. They, I won't say that Walking Dead is immune to doing this because they do sometimes make you think a character's dead and then they bring him back. But um, I need more shows that will kill a character off and keep them dead. You know, we don't need we don't we need their deaths to mean something. I don't need a lot of characters to die. You know, I'm not I'm yeah. not I'm not crazy about just you know bam bam bam. But I I do want if they do make the decision to to do that, they need to stick with it. Because it means it, it takes away the importance of the whole reason they did it in the first place was for emotional value. And to take that away completely, it's like, you know, why did you do that at all? So, Definitely. And they have a whole sandbox of characters that the pull from Marvel has oh, countless. Yeah. So, yeah, so a few expendable people uh, is not a bad way to go. I don't know what the future is going to hold for Avengers oh, Four. Just curious, when after Infinity yeah. War came out, did you see that um, website going around uh, about if you survived the snap? 
Uh-uh, I don't. You didn't? No. Okay. Well, there's a website that um, – and you can't, you can't like, you know, reload it or whatever. You can't yeah. take it a second time. But, um, like, if you go – there's some website, like, didthanoskillme.com or okay. something like that. And um, I'm sad to announce that uh, I also dusted away. Oh, no. with, with Yep. It's a 50-50 chance. And uh, so I knew a lot of people that, like, posted if they survived, if they died. Yeah. And I'm sorry. You're going to have to carry them again without me. Okay. Uh, I, I, you dusted I'm, away. I'm with Spider-Man. Dang. <laughs> You'll have to get on there and let me know what, what it okay. says. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. There was a lot. I mean, we could probably do a whole show on Avengers Affinity War and uh, speculation and it was just it was it was loaded with good stuff like i had no idea how the russo brothers were going to uh juggle all these characters but they found ways to give them all each each uh every one i think really their moment or at least a, a chance to shine uh, i know people were mad at like star lord for like <laughs> messing up the thing i mean the that plan looked like it was going to work but it was i mean it was never in the cards for that to work this the snap had to work. The I, snap had to go on. Yeah, for, I, I, I loved Chris Pratt's you know arguments about it yeah. though because you know everybody was talking about how they were so mad at him and Star Lord for what for what he did and and he's just like why are you not mad at Josh Brolin why are you not <laughs> mad at Thanos he's the one not me he's yeah. the one that did this and and I can see you know I see that argument and that and that's fair but um I just because you know, at first I was one of those people I was so mad at what Star Lord did because. It's his fault, you know. It's his fault that they that the snap happened. But um, Doctor Strange knew that it had to go on, that it had the snap had to happen um, for for him to for everyone to survive. You know, he's the only one that knew, and I feel like he gave up that stone at the end, and he accepted what Star Lord did because he knew that all that had to happen for the betterment of everyone in the end. So I don't I don't know what it is, but I think Doctor Strange has something up his sleeve. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The whole time. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm not going to say it was like a false stone because like, well, it was, I, mean, I don't think it could have been. I don't think it was yeah. because it, I mean, it worked. Yeah. I don't know what the heck, uh, the deal was with his, his, uh, gauntlet shriveling. Maybe it was so powerful that it melt. You yeah. Know, it just, I, like it just exploded. It just like melted it. But yeah, it, it didn't seem like it was, but he knew, he knows what's up. So like, I don't know. He had some kin, kind of contingency policy for something that was going to go on and maybe i'm not going to say ant-man's the key he can go into a different dimension he can go into like a sub he can get so small he can go into like a quantum realm that i think they're going to explore in ant-man the wasp i don't know if that has any secret to anything because i don't know what the quantum realm is really all about i just know that i think the original wasp is trapped in that Hmm. um i i I thought it was really interesting that Doctor Strange at the beginning of the movie he says, you know, if it comes between you or the kid and this stone, I'm going to choose the stone every time, no questions asked. But then at the end, he gave up the stone to save Tony's life, and um, and of course that was because he saw the future. He knew that I assume it's yeah. because he knew what he had to do, and he had to give up the stone. He had to die to live. Um, that's a weird thing to say but he had to die to live and um and uh and so it was really interesting for him to say that and then realize maybe i need to look at it differently maybe i need to help you guys to help the world you know maybe i need to give up give up the stone let you win for a moment to take you down 
Because I, I do wonder what, what, you know, what's Thanos doing now? You know, if your whole life's goal <laughs> is, is, to, is, to, is to find the stones and, and snap your fingers and save the world, you know, his way, which is kill half the world, then what do you do after that? Yeah, do, you, no. do you go he on just a was beach? Sitting, and, yeah, he and was, looked like he was very much sitting on the beach and relaxing. <laughs> yeah. But he has to know that there's retaliation yeah there's coming. gonna be com- people coming after him <laughs> but i guess he's, he's so does if he snaps it again do the, does like does another 50 percent? so like there's only 25 percent of the population left i and think then... the gigs up on that <laughs> on the affinity i mean he's still got the stones but like i don't know there's the other gauntlet too that they had uh peter dinklage's which i thought that was one of my favorite things like they made the the small guy into a giant yeah i that, thought that I, was genius yeah. i had no idea what his because there was so much speculation of what his character was. There's this guy named uh, – I think it's like – it might be Pip. And he was like almost like a Mr. Tummins weird half – like he had a half animal body. And he was like sidekicks to Thanos in the comics. So I was like – and he's a small guy. So naturally my brain went to that. So I kind of just typecasted Dinklage. But he turned out to be a giant. Yeah. <laughs> so that was awesome. And so there it showed him naturally having like there was another gauntlet. So I don't know. Um, who knows? It may be Nebula because Nebula, I think in the comics she wields it against. I mean she she has the biggest like vendetta. Vendetta. Yeah. So I, I, I'm glad that they kept her alive because it's going to be her story that's very interesting to tell and see what exactly happens with her side after like in the next film because – she could be the villain, you know. Yeah. She could, you know, um, take control of the gauntlet and all the. Uh, she could get and, obsessed with power. And... Yeah, I think that's a possibility. Um, and then Gamora maybe has to sacrifice herself again to save her. Sister. You know, she's brought back and then dies again or something like that. I don't know, but I, I do think that Thanos is going to be. I get the feeling like whatever they do, Thanos is going to look a lot less strong, a lot less powerful in the next film. I think so. You know, because yeah. I, I just can't imagine what his goal is at this point you know i feel like knowing who thanos is he'd be willing to give you know if these guys if the heroes that survived want to want to um kill thanos for what he did i feel like thanos is like well i saved the world you do what you want with me i'm okay um i'm okay with what i did you know do whatever and he would just give his own life um and i think the black order is all gone his yeah his yeah they're all they're all dead so like i know he's got like uh those aliens that I forget what they're called. The aliens that came down in Avengers 1. I know he has a whole oh, horde. yeah. He has a whole horde of those guys, but, you know, they're kind of like just cannon fodder. Um, but, yeah, I do have to remind you that you guys are listening to Nerdmageddon Summer Edition, Summer of the Nerd, as I like to call it. And so we're talking about the movies. We're kind of giving them... Uh, we're kind of giving our reviews since we haven't got to touch on them very much. And so... Uh, we were talking about Avengers Affinity War. And so what what would you give that if you had to give that a, a report card style? I'd give it an A+. plus. Yeah, I would definitely say – I would definitely give it an A plus as well. I think it's it's definitely in there. It's going to be hard to overcome that. I don't yeah. – uh, as far as like number one, when, it, when all is said and done for maybe even for the year, it's going to be hard to overcome that for me. Uh, like the, 